Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome to this first Friday in January this afternoon. Uh, Mike Douglas here as your concierge for conversation on the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A little uh, precipitation today, at least in uh, the area we're in, much to the delight of the titanium weeds that adorn my property. They they love the rain, and so uh, my friend Mr. John Deere and I, I'm sure, will be busy in uh, in weeks to come dealing with that particular issue. Uh, just a program note for today, by the way, three uh, about 3.35 today, Assemblyman Kevin Kiley will be with us. Uh, this is uh, very interesting regarding his efforts to repeal Prop 47. You remember that, right? It reclassified some felony offenses down to misdemeanors. And we'll also talk about uh, the announcement about uh, his new political future as well. That's coming up at uh, 3.35 today. Well, on the heels of celebrating uh, the, the stellar life of Betty White, at 99 years old comes the news that the great actor, Sidney Poitier, has uh, died at 94 years old. What a wonderful, wonderful actor. If you remember, I'm, I'm sure you do, uh, Poitier um, broke racial barriers in 1964. He became the first black winner of the Best Actor Oscar for the 1963 movie, Lily's of the field. And I think though what will be seared into our memories, you know those quotes from movies that will just live on that we all remember. The movie was in the heat of the night. The year was 1967 and it was a bold movie for that time. And Sidney Poitier played Virgil Tibbs, who was a black homicide detective from Philadelphia, who was down in Mississippi, and he was confronting the racism that was existing there. And, and here's, uh, here's that audio from that historic scene, that memorable scene from In the Heat of the Night, when Sidney Poitier as... Detective Virgil Tibbs squares off with the Mississippi Sheriff, played by Rod Steiger. And here's uh, Cindy Poitier as Detective Virgil Tibbs. Well, when I examined the deceased, it was obvious that the fatal blow was struck from an angle of 17 degrees from the right, which makes it almost certain the person who did it. Well, when I examined the deceased, it was obvious that the fatal blow was struck from an angle of 17 degrees from the right, which makes it almost certain the person who did it is right-handed. So what? Old Harv's left-handed, Chief. Everybody in town knows that. Yeah, uh, that, that's what we figured out, Chief. Uh, Harvey's a lefty, uh-huh. Well, you're pretty sure of yourself, ain't you, Virgil? Uh, Virgil, that's a funny name for a nigger boy that comes from Philadelphia. What do they call you up there? They call me Mr. Tibbs. Don't you love that? They call me Mr. Tibbs. And, uh, of course, at the time in the United States of America, that particular line was so significant and will remain uh, significant as well. So our salute and our honor to Sidney Poitier, one of the greatest actors of all time. And, And he was very bold. If you remember in his acting career, uh, he would not take roles that he felt were demeaning, uh, roles that uh, he didn't feel were, what, what can I say, uh, shall I say redemptive or, or had some uh, strong message to them. He was very particular about the roles that he took, and of course he will go down in history as one of the great actors of all time, and we salute him and honor him for his place in the history of American film. Sidney Poitier died 94 years old, and we honor him a, a life, a career worth celebrating. Well, friends, we one of our missions here is to give you information you may not receive in the mass media. 
And as we go along, we hear so much in in the mass media about COVID-19 and public policy, and we hear, frankly, uh, what I believe to be a lot of spin uh, from the mainstream media and from uh, local, state, and federal government as well. And it's part of our mission here to bring you voices you may not hear on a regular basis with perspectives that you may not hear on a regular basis as well. I want to draw your attention to an interview with Dr. Marty McCurry. And of course, you know uh, Dr. McCurry. He's a surgeon and professor at Johns Hopkins Hospital and uh, the School of Medicine. And he, he was speaking boldly about his assessment of the nation's response to the pandemic. This interview took place earlier this week on January 4th with uh, Lawrence Jones on Fox News. And in this uh, first clip, Dr. Makari talks about students being the lowest risk population in terms of the pandemic. What we've done is we've imposed tremendous restrictions on on the lowest risk population. We're using all the tests on low risk population folks, and we're shunting them away from those who may need it right now. Look, there's nothing that represents the overreach of public health more than requiring a college student to get a booster, even though they have natural immunity from prior infection. There's not even any, any evidence to support boosters. That's why the FDA bypassed their technical experts to get the booster recommendation for young people, including teenagers. Uh, A lot of angst about the FDA's uh, process or lack of process in this case. Dr. McCurry pointing out that, and he's talking about university students here, here's a population really that is one of the lowest risk populations, and and yet you look at a lot of the, and, and may I use the term, this is probably one of the overused terms for the past uh, two, two and a half years, but draconian uh, policies that many universities are enforcing right now on their students. Dr. Uh, McCurry also uh, bluntly talked about the fact that, that people are getting sick of current public policy mandates and the wordsmithing that goes along with it. People are sick of the overreach of public health. They're sick of the false lexicon of the vaccinated and unvaccinated when we know it's the immune and non-immune and you'll still get the common cold-like illness of Omicron even if you have immunity. They're sick of being told to be tested incessantly with a scarce testing supply. They're sick of the quarantines for a mild illness and then being told to test at the end of a quarantine with a low sensitivity test. They're sick of watching children uh, go through high rates of suicide and mental illness. A recent statistic found that 31% of parents now are reporting that their kids' mental health is much worse. They're sick of boosters on young, healthy. People are sick of all of it. They're sick of all of it. And we need to stop the nonsense, stop this damage to public health credibility, and move on. And there there you go. Are you sick of it, too? Uh, very interesting. Uh, he's speaking very boldly. I He... And, and again, I offer this to you so that you can put it in your mix of information from what you've already heard from other sources, and then you decide your perspective on it. But let me ask you a question. Are, are you sick of a lot of the things that Dr. Makari is is talking about? And he, he's pointing out that, that right now the, the Omicron virus basically and in many cases is a uh, uh, mild cold really and uh, I don't know in, in your sphere of influence I he I have people who have uh, who have contracted uh, in my sphere of influence uh, omicron it would appear and uh, it, it varies there are some that have uh, pretty serious uh, lung, uh, responses, bronchial uh, responses. Uh, there are others uh, that it's uh, a mild to uh, maybe not so mild common cold. Uh, the The point is, uh, Dr. McCarry is, is pointing out that he feels that the public is not getting the whole story. And so how do we move on? 
How do we move on from this? That question was posed to Dr. Makari in this interview. We have to get the word out that immunity works in preventing severe illness. It doesn't work in stopping you from having the virus land in your nose cavity and testing positive. And we've got to get back to common sense, which means, look, if you're around someone vulnerable, be careful. Avoid them if you think you might have been exposed. And if you're sick, stay at home. Let's go back to the basics of infection prevention. I, I like his point about common sense. I mean, when we go through flu season, if, if you feel the ha- you have the flu and, and you know what the symptoms are, do you, do you go to work? I hope not. If, if you're in a place where people are coughing and, and sneezing and uh, turning various shades of green, do you hang around with them? No, common sense says... I'm out of here. I don't want to be in this environment. I'm going to remove myself from the environment. Things like if you're feeling sick, stay home. Uh, these are these are common sense things that I think are being lost in the mix here. What do you think? Do you feel that, that we're losing a common sense approach to it? Do you feel uh, the, the depth that uh, Dr. Makari is feeling? that he's just sick of of the current public policy and that it lacks a lot of common sense. We'll open the phones here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. We'll hear a little bit more from Dr. Macari coming up as he talks about the harm he feels public policy is doing especially on top university campuses. We'll hear more from Dr. Macari in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Eastbound 205 through Tracy, we have delays today. Tracy Boulevard, pretty much all the way to 5. Northbound 5 after that, uh, looking okay through Lathrop into French Camp. But South 99 out of Manteca, slow from 120 all the way to Hammett Road. A little more congestion there waiting for you. For the latest on the Valerie opening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo. Your life. Your hopes. And whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. iHeartRadio Earth knows small changes can make a big difference. Want to reduce your food waste? Embrace your freezer. From bread to meat and even cheese, most foods can be frozen and cooked later. Plus, a full freezer uses less electricity. Brought to you by iHeartRadio Earth and the National Environmental Education Foundation. To find more tips for smarter, sustainable living or to take action in your own community, go to iHeartRadio.com slash Earth. This hour of Mike Douglas brought to you by Transworld Business Advisors. What are your 2022 business goals? Simplified IT? More security? Dell Technologies has the expertise to help you. From transforming your digital workspaces to providing comprehensive end-to-end IT solutions. Get high-performance computers featuring Windows 11 Pro with powerful hardware-based security and savings up to 45% during Dell's New Year event sale. Get special financing through Dell Financial Services. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. If you're tired of big cable bills, you can get Newsmax TV for free. Millions are watching Newsmax. Available now on major cable systems or for free on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. Find it streaming on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, and more. Seven million Americans have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. It takes just seconds. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why. Start watching today. Dell Technologies New Year event helps you save up to 45%. Transform your workspace on high-performance computers featuring Windows 11 Pro with powerful hardware-based security. Call an advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. Beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show. 
on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation. The coffee mug is full. We are ready to go. It's uh, powering up your concierge for conversation here. Can't do the show without my cup of coffee. It's just just the way it is. Uh, thank you so much for being part of the conversation again. Uh, our mission here to bring you an opportunity to be live and local here in California Central Valley as we talk about the issues of the day that directly affect you and me. And one of those issues, obviously, no matter where you are in America, is the public policy regarding uh, COVID-19 and uh, of late the Omicron uh, virus as well. We were uh, listening to uh, Dr. Uh, Marty McCurry as uh, he talks about uh, his view of the state of public policy regarding COVID-19. Again, Dr. McCurry, a surgeon and professor at Johns Hopkins Hospital and their School of Medicine. He was talking with Lawrence Jones earlier this week on Tuesday on Fox uh, regarding his views of where we are today in terms of our public policy. And he he talked about what he feels uh, the, the harm that's being done by public policy, especially on top university campuses. Let's listen. What we're seeing now is an attempt for public health officials to impose this sort of COVID zero goal, this elusive, unachievable goal of let's put the lowest risk people on planet Earth in a bubble and ruin their lives, take their livelihoods away. And by the way, we don't talk about the other um, things we should be talking about, like obesity and therapeutics. Instead, we blame the lowest risk people for the transmission in the community. I've talked to students at Georgetown where staff patrol the library to see if anyone is loosening their mask to take a sip of water. They go outside in the cold to get a sip of water. Princeton won't allow them to leave the county. Cornell is requiring masks outdoors. I learned over and over again at our top universities, what we're seeing is this complete anti-science approach, and it's resulting in a very cruel policy to, to a defenseless population. Pretty bold statements there. I, I do like uh, Dr. McCary's observations about the fact that we need to put more emphasis on contributing factors to, well, mortality rates uh, with COVID-19 or at least aggravating factors like uh, obesity and therapeutics. I am, I am constantly mystified by the fact uh, that there's such a lack of focus on therapeutics. It would seem to me that this is something that state and federal government ought to be giving a lot of focus to, uh, putting a lot of money into, and ensuring that the availability of therapeutics are available, whether it's ivermectin or uh, whether it's uh, um, the mononuclear. Uh, it I, I just can't understand why there's not an emphasis on because that's what people need right now. They need the availability of therapeutics. But in, in many cases, it's not there. Uh, it's not available. There, there's no focus on it. How, how, how many times have you heard Governor Newsom or President Biden talk about support of therapeutics and the importance of uh, therapeutics. I, I'm not aware of any. Maybe maybe I missed it. Uh, let's grab uh, just another uh, comment from Dr. Marty McCary. So is there hope on the horizon? Well, he, he thinks so, and he thinks so because people are starting to what he calls push back. The good news is people are pushing back, and they're pushing back with data, because if you look at the data, it does not support boosters. Your risk of dying of uh, COVID after being fully vaccinated or have natural immunity is zero. You cannot lower that number, zero, any further with a booster. And people are pushing back. They're presenting data to their universities, to their employers. The data on natural immunity is now matured. It's incredible. And I think we're going to see um, a pushback. You know, doctors, we did a terrible thing to doctors in the United States. Public health officials put them on an abstinence-only mission to basically stomp out the disease to try to achieve, achieve COVID zero. 
and look at where we are now. We're stomping out virus replication and we've ruined lives as a result. And then we silenced the doctors that said, no, we've got to treat the whole person, not the lab test. We've got to get back to the dignity of the medical profession. We have to get back to the dignity of the medical profession. What do you think? Do you think there should be more money and more attention uh, paid to therapeutics? Uh, the treatment of COVID-19, the treatment of the Omicron virus. Do you think we're lacking that? Do you think there should be, or, or do you think it's a waste of time? Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. A final comment from Dr. Marty McCary, and he really feels that as a nation, we waited too long to push back in the face of what he calls COVID policy myths. We have been told for a long time, just listen to us, don't ask questions, and everything will be okay. We were told if you vaccinate everybody, this thing will go away and stop. And many of these myths have persisted way too long. We waited too long to push back. There are a lot of myths. Uh, I mean, go back to, uh, think back to the road that we have traveled with COVID-19. And uh, of like when, when we first heard about vaccinations. And by the way, if you still listen to some of the public service announcements about uh, vac- the, the vaccine, which is a shot, it's not really a vaccine. The shot, the COVID-19 shot, is not going to prevent you from acquiring the COVID-19 virus. It's not. That, that's now proven. And, and yet some of these PSAs seem to intimate that get the vaccine, get the booster, and you'll be protected. Well, it, you may be protected from having as severe, as a severe case as you might otherwise have, but you're not protected from the virus if you've had the shot or a booster. You're, you're, you're not protected from, if you have the virus, you're not protected from uh, spreading it if you have a mask on. And if you've had the shot or a booster, you can still spread it. You see, it, the, I, I just feel one of, the, one of the problems that we're dealing with, and I think this problem is so easily solved by government officials just being truthful and saying, look, we thought this, we now know this. And, and, and not, not, not to try to save face, but simply to say this is what we know at this point. This is what we, instead of trying to intimate that just get the shot or just get the booster and all will be well. Well, it may not all be well. I know people who've had the shot and they've had the booster and they've acquired COVID-19. And hard to tell now if it's Omicron or not, but uh, people are, are still getting sick. And it is true. We know that if you have the vaccine or the booster, uh, it's likely you'll not have such a severe case, likely, uh, that, that you won't. But again, where's the focus on the therapeutics that can treat people immediately? Where's the supply that we need for America in order to provide America with the treatment it needs if it acquires the virus? That's lacking today and i i think that's um really that's a a public policy not not just an oversight i really think it's a crime coming up in five minutes we'll be talking to assemblyman kevin kiley about prop 47 his desire to repeal it coming up in five minutes on power talk 1360 kfiv the mike douglas show every weekday at three on power talk 1360 KFIV. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Stu Gilman is with Transworld Business Advisors. Stu, you have resources for CPAs, financial advisors, and attorneys helping people sell their businesses. 
That's right, Mike. These folks are on the front line of the business community and are usually the first ones to know when a business owner wants to retire. We can help your clients sell their businesses and maximize the profits from all that they've built over many years. Stu Gilman, Transworld Business Advisors, 844-STU, the number 4-Y-O-U. Power Talk 1360 KFIV Traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Eastbound 205 through Tracy, we have delays today. Tracy Boulevard, pretty much all the way to 5. Northbound 5 after that, uh, looking okay through Lathrop into French Camp. But South 99 out of Manteca, slow from 120 all the way to Hammett Road. A little more congestion there waiting for you. For the latest on the Valerie opening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. From the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Need new hires in the new year? You need Indeed to help find your next hire. When you sponsor a post, you get a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. If you're tired of big cable bills and want to cut the cord, you can still get Newsmax TV for free. Millions of Americans like you are watching Newsmax. It's available on all major cable systems or get it free on major streaming platforms. Watch Newsmax on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and more. Find Newsmax on your hub guide or use the TV app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. More than 7 million people have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. There's no paywall or subscription, so watch Newsmax anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. And watch great shows with Mike Huckabee, Greg Kelly, Rob Schmidt, Diamond and Silk, Stinchfield, and a lot more. Find out why America is tuning in to Newsmax TV, the fastest-growing cable news channel. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. This tax filing season could be one for the record books. There are thousands of dollars' worth of new tax credits on the table, and Jackson Hewitt will help make sure you get every one you deserve. Tax credits for being a parent, taking care of a parent, taking classes, and so much more. Don't leave thousands on the table. Jackson Hewitt will make sure you get credit for all you do and get your biggest refund guaranteed. Learn more and find your nearest location at jacksonhewitt.com. If your New Year's resolution includes getting into shape, make step one downloading the free iHeartRadio app. Whether your goal is balancing mind and body or ramping up the intensity to beast mode, we've got the music to get you moving and keep you motivated with dozens of specially curated workout playlists from rock pump up to yoga music. Just put your headphones on and tap playlists to get started on reaching your goals. iHeart. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Overcast today, slight chance of rain as well, mid-50s and light wind. Cloudy overnight, mid-40s, and cloudy again tomorrow, but the sun might break out later in the afternoon, mid-50s. The Trevor Carey Show. Amen. Follows Mike Douglas every weekday at 4. Well said. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we tackle some of the subjects of the day. Those issues that affect you and me directly here in the Central Valley of California. In a couple of minutes, we'll be talking to uh, Assemblyman Kevin Kiley. Uh, Before we do that, uh, a few afterthoughts about uh, some of the uh, thoughts we heard from Dr. Marty McCary as they applied to COVID-19 policy in uh, the United States of America. So let's go to the phones, area code 209-551-3483. Let's hear from Mike from LaGrange. And Mike, your perspective on this whole COVID virus thing. Hey, Mike, glad to hear you're back. Uh, Trying to miss you in and out of there. A couple of those co-hosts weren't quite as good as you. They didn't quite match up. So, but I do appreciate you being there. Um, on this coronavirus, it's really perplexing why we cannot 
why they won't really show the true science and why are we not um, uh, questioning Dr. Fauci and, and the news media won't question uh, Dr. Death, or that's what I like to call him, because he is an incompetent boob. That's just my personal opinion. I recently survived the uh, coronavirus um, about a month ago. Didn't see it wasn't any worse than the worse than the coronavirus I get out of a bottle. You know what I mean? It lasted for a few days, and uh, you know I've had as far as that goes, I've had the corona several times in my life. And uh, it, you know I still fed cows, still got up and did everything I need every day, and uh, and I was fine. Um, I had no complications, none of that, and uh, it lasted for about two weeks. I felt crappy, and I moved on. It was not, no worse than the flu or cold, and I'm just so tired of these, of this everybody's hysteria and, and, and paranoia over this just trumped-up 99% survival rate over this thing, and most of the people that do die have preexisting conditions. Yeah. You know? Give me a break. I was out feeding in the freaking rain, man, with the with the Rona. I didn't didn't die, um, didn't even melt. What do you think about that, Mike? Um, and you know what? Uh, I want to didn't run around. I think I'm going to go get myself a dose of Corona again tonight, <laughs> just because. <laughs> Mike from the Lago- well in that way today. Yeah, and uh, well, I think part of it is uh, that they grow you guys really strong in the Lagrange area. You know, you're you, you guys are awesome out there. But I, I agree with you, Mike, and, and I think uh, especially in terms of um, the stats that they get bent and twisted a little bit because, well, you know, we have all these hospitalizations, whatever it might be at the moment from COVID-19. Well, and I think this is associated with a comment you made just a couple of moments ago, and that is that there are some other factors usually that are part of that hospitalization. It's not just because of COVID-19, but there are other comorbidities, as they're sometimes called, or other issues involved. And Mike, they don't make that uh, they don't make that uh, differentiation. So, uh, Mike Ebb, thanks for your call. Appreciate that very much. Our number here two zero nine five five one three four eight three. What do you think about Dr. McCarry's uh, perspectives that we need to get back to basics in terms of public policy regarding COVID-19 and the Omicron uh, virus and uh, the fact that uh, he really points out that from kids up to university students, they have a v- unlikely to uh, suffer severe consequences from the coronavirus, and yet universities are putting these draconian uh, uh, regulations on them. Our number here again, 209 Let's hear from Kathleen in Oakdale. And uh, Kathleen, your reaction to Dr. McCurry. Uh, my reaction is uh, I would just like to say right back, Adam, uh, that uh, what we have right now is an at-large common cold running loose out there, and that it's uh, he calls it Omicold, and I agree with that because it's not a deep respiratory infection and it doesn't need to be hospitalized. On the other hand, I am a class of 80, and uh, the first of this year, uh, Los County class of 80, uh, lost several people who had this Omicold for several weeks. And uh, so it's um, it's so, nothing to take um, lightly. Um, you have to take it just as seriously. Um, and so we really do need the therapeutics. And uh, um, I'm really not into therapeutics or into treatment, American Medical Association treatments. I consider the American Medical Association to be the fall of of modern medicine, and um, and I think that will all play out uh, in the future. But uh, in, you know, in terms of historians, will look back at the American Medical Association and call it the fall of, the, and it's because snake oil has has risen up in it. We need to have a highly skilled immune system, and then we won't have a pandemic, and we can handle the virus, and we don't, uh, we will get viruses, uh, anything we can't avoid, we will, in fact, get. 
but we have a highly skilled immune system. We just fight it off, and it's highly skilled by having hydration and by having uh, herbal ambience and and having the uh, monoclonal antibodies that are naturally uh, can come through the foods we eat, um, through a, a food um, supply that is much more um, local and a much more uh, home pr- preparation. And um, uh, see uh, the uh, the uh, see the monoclonal antibodies has to do with a light a live cell that's like replicated. It, it can be done in produce. It doesn't have to be done um, in whatever they're doing it in at, at the pharmacies. You can do that in your own uh, kitchen uh, with your own persimmon tree with right. your and own as I re- tree. as I recall, Kathleen, uh, you you are somewhat of an expert on this uh, uh, organic, can I call it that, approach, this holistic approach uh, to, uh, to building up your immunity. And, uh, and uh, I, I think uh, there needs to be more of that. Uh, but to those who, who wish the therapeutics, think they ought to be available as well. Kathleen, thanks so much for weighing in today. I so much appreciate your call. Uh, very quickly, uh, let's, uh, let's check in with uh, Ed from... Lodi uh, about his thoughts about schools and uh, their approach to COVID-19. Well, um, I think most, most public schools are doing pretty good right now. Colleges, on the other hand, I think, um, I think there's two things that are going on with colleges. Um, first of all, I think that there is a, a, a culture of paranoia that has just surrounded colleges. And I, I just think they have, they are just, going crazy with that and i kind of joke that they're kind of in the in the hub of the or the center of the woke universe because that is where a lot of stuff is just happening and 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 that leads me to my second point uh kind of trying to tie this together a little bit um in that uh they like the control they like having say and and i just think that that's just part of their mindset and they don't know how to react differently and my thinking is that we need to move on. We've needed to move on for quite a while. And uh, I think we need to work on uh, therapeutics and good hygiene. And I think we've learned a little bit from this COVID uh, thing about that. And maybe moving forward, we'll be a little smarter. But I think, I think you know, we need to realize that uh, this is real, but it's also, you know, it can't go on forever. We cannot, uh, we can't go through life in bubble wrap. We need to uh, yes. we need to accept the fact yeah. that we Re- need to move on. Remember, remember <laughs> the the bubble boy story from uh, it was a decades ago. But uh, good, good point, uh, yeah. Ed, Ed. Ed from Lodi, thanks so much for your uh, for your thoughts. Uh, let's go very quickly. We have about a minute left uh, in this segment. Uh, Kevin from Modesto uh, wants to respond to uh, Mike from Lagrange. Kevin, it's all yours. Yeah, hi, Mike. Um, well. I just want to remind Mike uh, that just because a person has a comorbidity, it doesn't mean that they're going to die. And, and when people, you know, a lot of people say, oh, those people have comorbidities anyway. It's almost like you're saying, well, they're going to die anyway, so it doesn't matter. You don't necessarily die from a comorbidity. I mean, there are people who have all sorts of comorbidities, and they live a good, healthy life. And so just because you have a comorbidity, it doesn't mean that you're, that you're terminally ill, you're going to die soon or anything like that. So, um, you know, uh, the thing about COVID is that COVID exasperates the illness that the person has. That you know, A person who's managed to live with their comorbidity, they've been functioning well and all that, now their health is threatened because COVID exasperates that illness. So that's all I wanted to say. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, well, well said, Kevin. Thanks. Uh, thanks for your uh, for your uh, viewpoint. Want to go now to uh, uh, another Kevin, uh, and uh, he is an uh, assemblyman, uh, Kevin Kiley, and uh, Kevin Kiley has uh, made a rather bold move with some other uh, assembly uh, folks as well to uh, take a, a look at Prop Forty Seven, see if we can repeal it. Kevin Kiley, welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the chance to be on. 
Hey, uh, before we get to uh, Prop 47, uh, let's uh, let's get this out very quickly. Uh, you have a, a new goal in terms of your political life. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I uh, just announced yesterday that I'm going to be running for uh, for the United States Congress, uh, and uh, I uh, think uh, this is uh, you know an incredibly important election. Uh, that we have coming up for the future of well, not only our state, but our country. Uh, and uh, so I'll be running to represent the 3rd Congressional District. Uh, it includes a large part of the area that I represent now in the Assembly. Uh, and I'm excited about the chance to, to fight for change in Washington, as well as to you know, bring more uh, attention to what has gone so wrong in California so that we don't make the same mistakes as a country, and that hopefully we can continue to build our movement to turn things around in California. And uh, Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, are, are you ready for the slings and arrows that uh, I'm sure are already being sent your way? I, I imagine you have to really steel yourself up for this uh, type of a run these days. Well, sure. I mean, uh, you know, you need to be uh, ready for uh, for battle when you go and uh, and run in today's political environment because, uh, you know, the sort of uh, the level of corruption that I've seen, for example, in California uh, and the willingness on the part of uh, the supermajority and, and the governor uh, to, you know, use any means at their disposal uh, to hang on to power, to silence uh, the voices uh, of dissent, to try to, uh, you know, limit uh, involvement on the part of the public uh, has truly been uh, unprecedented, especially over these uh, last couple of years. But you know, I'm uh, pretty thick-skinned, uh, so I'm uh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the fight, and I think that uh, you know, California is worth fighting for. Our country is worth fighting for, uh, and uh, I am uh, uh, excited about the opportunity uh, to fight for the people of of my district and our state. Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, uh, very quickly, sir, and I know you're. <laughs> You've got a busy schedule uh, today and such, but just very quickly, give us an update on uh, your desire to see Prop 47 uh, repealed. Why and what's the status? Well, Prop 47 has just been a total disaster. Everyone saw this coming when it was passed in 2014, uh, and it's true it was passed by voters, but voters were sold something totally different than what this thing does. I mean, they were told it's the Safe Neighborhood and Schools Act, when in fact uh, it's essentially legalized retail theft and, and open drug use. And so, uh, and it's, you know, what has led to these, this big surge in crime we're seeing across California, this epidemic of retail theft, which has really culminated with these just unbelievable smash and grab uh, robberies. Uh, so I've introduced legislation to repeal Prop 47. It would, what it would do is it would put on the ballot in November 2022 so voters could decide, do we want to keep this or not? Now that we actually know what it is, we've seen what it does, do we want to continue to get it down on this road or do we want to go in a different direction? As you uh, look at what's happening with smash and grab all over California, again, Assemblyman uh, Kevin Kiley, our guest, do you feel the California legislature will step up to the plate uh, you know, with the supermajority that's there? Uh, what Do you think people from the other side of the aisle will get behind this effort? Well, there has been some movement uh, from the other side of the aisle. There was a Democrat legislator, Salas, who has introduced a measure to, uh, to at least say that, well, now we're going to lower the threshold for how much you can steal uh, from 950 to 450. Right now, you can steal up to 950, and, it's, mm. and it can't be charged as a felony. Yeah. He says, okay, we'll make it 450, which, all right, that's a marginal improvement. It says that, you know, because right now they go in with their calculators. They'll add up how much stuff they've got when the merchandise adds up to, and they know if they keep it under 950, they can go, they, they can wave at the security camera on their way out because nothing's going to happen to them. So this bill would say, all right, well, we'll make it, you know, you can stop adding it up when you get to 450 rather than 950. That's a marginal improvement, but it doesn't solve the problem. The problem is that we simply told people that this whole class of criminal conduct is not going to carry any consequence. And so people you know, feel free to engage in that conduct, and then they go on to other more serious conduct, like these huge scrap mash and grab events, because uh, they don't have the sort of uh, intervention that's needed uh, to turn their lives around. Great wisdom there. Again, our guest, Assemblyman Kevin Kiley. He'll be running uh, for Congress for District 3. And again, that uh, encompasses much of of the area that uh, you already serve as well. Uh, We've been talking earlier in the program today, uh, Assemblyman, about the coronavirus public policy. Uh, 
Where are we headed in California with public policy? What what will it take to end this virus, or are we going to be wearing masks forever in California? What, what What's your thought? Well, it's a good question because the insanity only seems to sort of reach new levels uh, all the time. It's just one thing after another. And, yeah, Newsom just extended the mask mandate another month. He says, okay, we're going to have a mask mandate in December. He said, we're going to have a mask mandate until January 15th. Don't worry, it's just one month. And what do you know? He's extending it another month to February 15th. There's no evidence that these mask mandates uh, have really done anything uh, to help. If you look at the counties, for example, that had them and the counties that didn't at the time, the state didn't have one statewide. Uh, there was no evidence that it that it helped. You look at what other Democrat governors are doing. Uh, Democrat governor of Colorado, Jared Polis, uh, said that, you know, I'm not going to tell people what to wear. The Democrat governor of Connecticut, uh, Ned Lamont, said he's not going to do a statewide mask mandate because it, uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't necessarily help. Uh, so it, it's just another example of how, uh, you know, California has had the most wrongheaded approach to this whole thing of any state. And the fact that we are now in a state of emergency still going on two years uh, is you know, is completely out of uh, whack with the way our system of government is supposed to work. That's why I took Gavin Newsom to court and sued him. It's why I've introduced on multiple occasions now a resolution uh, to terminate the state of emergency. And that's what we really need to push for now. You know, end the state of emergency, bring this era of government control to an end, put power and trust and responsibility back in the hands of the people of California. Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, our guest, uh, just very quickly as you look ahead, uh, let's say that you uh, do win that congressional seat uh, for District 3. How would you approach uh, public policy in Washington, D.C.? What changes would you like to see made very quickly uh, should the public send you to Washington, D.C.? Well, the reality is that in D.C. we have a radical agenda right now that is in many ways, uh, you know, derivative of what's happening in California. I'll give you one very clear example of that. In California, AB5, this law that banned independent contractors, put countless people out of work. There is now a national version of that. It's called the PRO Act that they're trying uh, to bring to the rest of the country. And so I have seen firsthand in California how damaging these policies are how damaging this radical agenda that they're trying to impose in, in, in Washington through Nancy Pelosi and the Biden administration uh, is. And so I'm going to be a very strong advocate for a complete change of direction, both nationally and in California, by pointing out just how devastating these policies have been to California, where we have more poverty, more homelessness, more crime, you name it, uh, than any other state in the country. It seems like California often, uh, Assemblyman Kiley, is is the tail that wags the dog uh, in terms of uh, policy across uh, the nation. What would be one of the first things that you would like to address as a congressman? The first thing I'd like to address uh, is just to say that we're going to have a majority in the House, hopefully. That's the key thing, is that winning mm-hmm. this seat uh, is going to be important to winning back a majority, winning back uh, the House of Representatives. And we're going to say we're not going to continue down this road that the Biden Herod administration has of growing the size of government, of paying people not to work, of keeping the economy, uh, you know, uh, holding it back, which is worse here in California than any other state, by the way, highest unemployment rate uh, in the entire country. And so as a broad objective, that is the goal, to get back to the founding principles of this country, the idea of individual freedom of liberty and limited government uh, that have served our country very well uh, for a very long time, uh, but that have fallen by the wayside uh, in recent years and never more so than over the course of this last year. Quick question, very quickly, looking in your uh, your uh, future, do you think Donald Trump ought to run in 2024? Well, I don't know. I haven't thought uh, at all past uh, this election. I mean, I just declared uh, my candidacy uh, for Congress yesterday. Uh, so I'm going to be focused very specifically uh, on uh, the race in my district, on helping us get back control of the House of Representatives. And there'll be plenty of time to worry about the next election. After that. Fair enough. Our guest, uh, Kevin Kiley, Assemblyman for California, now running for Congress. And, uh, sir, thank you for your time today. We'll be back in just uh, about a minute or so here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. 
Southbound 99 Manteca, stop and go. 120 all the way to Main Street in Ripon. And then your eastbound 205 ride in Tracy, slow from Grantline Road all the way to MacArthur Drive. You'll find more delays waiting for you in Lathrop on North 5, Lathrop Road all the way into Stockton. Those delays will go all the way to the Crosstown Freeway. Now it's your traffic. I'm Brian Stark. This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. If New Year calls for more hiring, check out Indeed, the all-in-one hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor your first job post today after visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Mass control people, not viruses. And we got a repeal of Prop 47. Assemblyman Jim Patterson at 530. The Trevor Carey Show, 1360 KFIV. And thanks for joining us today on the Mike Douglas Show. So we've heard from Assemblyman Kevin Kiley. He'll be running for Congress in District 3. Tom McClintock running in District 5. And uh, apparently uh, with a Republican win in 2022, he may be in a position to lead the Immigration Committee, possibly. So there's an interesting angle to all of this as well. A quick program note coming up. As uh, many of you know, I wear many different hats in our community. And uh, one of them is uh, my privilege to help facilitate uh, a weekly prayer group of pastors here in the greater Modesto area. And once a year, we have what we call a prayer summit, where we get together with no agenda. We just pray about each other and about our region and about you and our communities. Find out what God has to say to us about that. And we'll be having that prayer summit on Monday. So our good friend Ed Parco from Real Estate Jerky, Saturdays at noon. He'll be in on Monday, and I will look forward to rejoining you on Tuesday. So again, thank you so much for being part of the mix here on the Mike Douglas Show. Again, Ed Parco will be with us Monday. I will be back with you on Tuesday at 3 o'clock. Thank you for being part of the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Trevor Carey coming up at 4.